Have you ever been on a missions trip and visited with missionaries? This is Wednesday, May 10th. When I have a chance to visit, I quickly see that missionaries are never alone. They're part of a network of relationships. That's what building ministry is all about. This is also how the ministry of Jesus grows in cities. What you begin to realize is that the body of Christ is a rich and thick network of friendships constructed around the bond that people have in him. What is a thick network? Around each of us are circles of relationships. Those closest to you are likely family members and a few close friends. These are the thickest bonds you have with other human beings. You can go to each other for support. You lean on each other when times are tough. You can rely on each other when push comes to shove. In the next circle, a little further away from you, are friends as well. But these friends are not as close as family. You might be reluctant to go to them for support or help. You probably spend less time with them, and they likely know less about you. Then in the next circle are people you know, but they're distant, more like acquaintances. When you see them, you know them by name, but you don't share your life with them or they with you in any meaningful way. Now, we're reviewing this understanding of relationships today because in the body of Christ, we see these thick relationships develop among people that could only come together because of faith in Christ. As we've been saying during this week, everyone belongs here. Here's our text for today. Romans chapter 16, verse 3 to 11. Greet, greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risk their necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks as well. Greet also the church in their house. Greet my beloved Epineus, who was the first convert to Christ in Asia. Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners. They are well known to the apostles, and they were in Christ before me. Greet Ampliatus, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my beloved Stachus. Greet Apelles, who is approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the family of Aristobulus. Greet my kinsman, Herodian. Greet those in the Lord who belong to the family of Narcissus. Now this is Romans chapter 16, and we often skip over passages like this in Scripture. It seems like nothing more than a list of names. What we may not realize is that Paul is giving us a glimpse into the power of the gospel to break down barriers between people, to bring people together. When I think of the friendships I have because of Jesus, I think of people living in Los Angeles and Seattle, New York City and Atlanta, New Orleans, and many more U.S. cities, too many to name here. Here in Miami, there are people from scores of countries bonded together at Granada all because of the power of the gospel to bring us to God and into a new community. And this is so thick that there isn't time to share all the details. But here's what we know about Paul's friendships. Prisca and Aquila are deep friends of Paul. 
that at one time hosted church meetings in their home. That was before any congregation of believers had a building. They moved from house to house. They were Jewish before they came to faith in Jesus. And they had to flee to Rome when the Jews were told to leave by Emperor Claudius. They resettled in Ephesus, where they helped to nurture a young leader for the church, a man named Apollos. Later, when the, when the law was changed, they could move back to Rome, and they did. But each stop along the way, they hosted the church and encouraged new believers in Christ. Many times they came to the aid of Paul. Now, as we look further at the listing, we find the names of six women. Paul praises them for their support of the work of the church and for their faithfulness. In Christ, women were not seen as second-class citizens, but fellow servants. Phoebe is called a deaconess or minister of the gospel, for example. Often Priscilla is mentioned before her husband, as here, which would sound a bit unusual in their lists, because usually men were mentioned before their wives. But in mentioning her first, we're given a hint that she was taking a lead role in serving the church. Thirteen of the names in Paul's list are connected to the royal palace in Rome. This means that the gospel had reached into the place where the highest levels of leadership in the empire were serving. And as we trace out these relationships, we begin to see the extent of the influence of the gospel. There's another beautiful truth here. Ampliatus was a common slave name, but his grave, which can be visited to this day outside of Rome, is highly decorated. This means that though he was a slave, he had a high standing in the church. You see, slaves served Christ alongside free men and women. The barriers that normally kept people apart were obliterated by Jesus. And we will look at one other man mentioned, the household of Narcissus. This man was ser served the emperor as a trusted secretary, and therefore he had an immense influence in Rome. Here we are getting just a small glimpse of how the gospel advanced from the earliest days that it was being shared in the empire. The gospel was working a little like leaven in, the lump, in a lump of dough, spreading influence to rich and poor, slave and free, men and women. And this is also how the gospel spreads in a city like Miami. It is through your friendships, your networks of relationships, of influence, that grace moves through a city like ours. This is how Jesus changes families and communities, and ultimately whole cities and nations. Now our discussion would not be complete without thinking about our church and our willingness to welcome newcomers into the fellowship of believers. We can do this because God has welcomed us. In Christ, we've been brought into a new family, and the goal is always to be making room for more. Today, consider the relationships that have, op have been opened for you through Jesus and what he has done for us. Consider what it means to be a part of a spiritual family in a city like Miami, where we have the privilege of sharing the grace of Jesus with people from all over the world. Let's pray. Lord God, make us aware of the people you place around us each day. Give us eyes to see the network of relationships you have provided to us that we might understand how your grace flows into the lives of people and into the neighborhoods of our city. 
In your name we pray. Amen.